Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Thanks for tuning in once again as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And late bloomers is that's right. Pocket. Yeah. Are you a late bloomer, Phil? <laughs> no, no. I no. can't be a late bloomer. This is my industry. So <laughs> I guess it depends on what we're talking about, right? Oh, yeah, I guess so. exactly. If finances, no. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I should clarify. We're talking retirement late bloomers. Yes, uh, yes, retirement epi- late bloomers. Yeah, on this episode, we're going to look at you know some areas where if you are behind yep. getting ready for retirement, maybe you could gain a little bit of ground and uh, and and make up some some good difference. Really, sure. Honestly. There's some good tips in here. Now, the first tip, though, Phil, I'm going to give is the fact that. How do you know if you're behind? Most of us just assume it, right? I think the majority of people that walk into a right. financial professional's office just assume they're in bad shape. Uh, I don't know why that is, but we just do. So until you really find out, you might, and oftentimes people are pleasantly surprised to find out that they're actually not in bad shape. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny you mentioned that because that is very often the case of, you know, oh, how bad it's like going to the doctor, right? How right. bad is it doc? Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's, you, you start doing the planning and run through the numbers. It's like, look, you're going to be fine. You know, in fact, I, yeah. even with clients that we've done the planning for, I just had a, a meeting with a client again the other day that uh-huh. in their brand new. So this is just the first initial meeting, okay. the review where everything's at and right. you know, make sure they can get access to the accounts and Sure. You know, and he, even still, he's like, okay, so, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to, it's like, look, we're okay. You know, we're we've good. already, we've gone through this. We're good. We're, yeah. we're okay. You know, you can, you can retire next year. Everything's fine. So, so and that's I mean, the that's, first step. Yeah. that's the first step is having yeah. the plan and understanding, you know, am I okay? It, yeah. Is it going to exactly. work? Like I think, but I'd rather you err on that side of being worried about it than going into it and say, ah, I'm good. You know, and then yeah, you get there and realize, spit away, spit away. Not, not so good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's go with the assumption that we are behind. Okay. Okay. So even if you're not and you're listening to this episode, there's still some good tips in here. So play along, listen along. You might find something useful, but let's yep. just assume. And and Phil, I love to use this analogy. I'm, I feel like I'm so smart for coming up with it. Not really, but either way, you know, I, I've said many times that, you know, Memorial Day, right, is the unofficial kickoff to summer. You know, it's not officially summer, but we all treat it that way. And yep. I feel like 50 is the unofficial kickoff to pre-retirement. Uh, you know, maybe even retirement, if you will, because you start really getting your mind more into the, I better get serious about this. So we're going to look at 50, we're going to say 50 and up is our kind of our our window here. And so here's some things to think about. And the government makes it a little easy. (laughs) Shock, the government does something easy once in a while, but they make it a little easy with catch-up contributions. So if you are behind, tell us a little bit about the contributions because this you know, over 15, 17 years, let's say 50 to 67, yep. it'd be some pretty good money. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's usually your peak career years, right? I mean, you, you're kind of at the end of the, the, the early stages of the career. Hopefully you're in the, the later stages and your maximum earnings. So you can yep. maybe put more money away. Um, yep. And that's part of it, I think, uh, why they introduced this. And it's been, I'd have to look back probably 15 years ago now that they, they put in these um, excess or additional contributions, catch-up contributions, they call okay. them. So for IRAs, Roth IRAs, mm-hmm. uh, once you reach age 50, it's an extra thousand. Um, in your uh, typical retirement plans like 401k, Roth 401k, you can put an extra 6,500. So for the year. Um, for the year, correct. Right. Yeah. So let's so, just I mean, say it, an it extra 7,500. Yeah. Get caught up. 
So, yeah, and I mean, if, if you can yeah, do both, both you, you yeah. could potentially put away up to 7,500. So, okay. So just again, do that over 15 years. Right. That's pretty yeah, good. So, I mean, it, it, it helps you, like it says, catch up. So, yeah. and there's understanding the rules behind, you know, limitations from an income standpoint for sure, IRAs, sure. Roth, et cetera. But yeah, if you qualify, this is some additional that you could put in to help catch up, make, yeah. make up for lost time. So, and, and there's other, you know, you could look at other vehicles as well, but these, sure. just the two biggies that we think about, you know, the IRA and the 401k, they're there. There is this provision. Once you turn 50, right. you can add a little bit more cheddar in there and grow mm-hmm. those accounts. So yeah, because without these, you're limited. It's a, it's a smaller sure. limit that you can put in. So this helps you boost that a little bit. So yeah. And at first, you might, again, like you might say, thousand bucks a year, whoopity do, right? Right. But you know, thousand bucks a year times fifteen years, there's fifteen grand. If you're sure. doing the other one, sixty five hundred, you know, times fifteen years, there you right. go. You and know. if that's for one person, if you're married, if it's for both spouses, now we're talking, you know, double that, quite a bit extra money. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's number one. That's an easy place to gain some ground. Uh, yep. Number two, this is one of my favorite ones, Phil, for a lot of people, kids are coming off the payroll. Uh, and this gets really uh, like, a, there's a lot of money in this, right? So if you're 50 55 and you've got, I only have the one. Okay. Yep. I'm 50 now. She's been off the payroll for a couple of years. As a matter of fact, she's even paying our cell phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you, how you work that one out? We have to yeah. talk after the show. <laughs> exactly. But cell phone, car, all that stuff, right? That oh, yeah. can get, you could get some money right there. Yeah. And I mean, that's why, you know, kind of that 50 and beyond, I mean, it's typically the age around that, that maybe your, your kids have reached, you know, either right. later college years or they're getting close to being quote unquote off the payroll now. Um, where now you start to have a little bit additional income. So not only are you in your, hopefully your peak earning years, you maybe now have less expense because kids are off the payroll. So that might, might've been your first question when we were talking about, that's great. I can put an extra 7,500 a year away, but where's it coming from? Where do I get it? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So here's part of where you get it, you know, look at that budget of where the money is. And, you know, if the kids aren't off, maybe start to kind of push them in that direction that, Hey, you're, you're independent now. It's time to take on some of these responsibilities. Yeah, start yourself. putting the, the foot uh, in, in, in the butt there a little bit. Come on now, yep. you know, yep. uh, but we are making that turn. And, and so, and again, I said, like I said, I only have the one kid. Mm-hmm. So if you've got two or three, two or three and they're oh, coming absolutely. off the payroll, man, that's some it, big it, dollars. It can add up. It can add up. Yep. Heck the food alone. If they've been living at home. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No kid. We all know that. You think they eat a lot, a lot in high school, right? Yeah. Right. Wait wait till they get to college. So there's a couple of great places already. Now we're already Mm -hmm. adding a pretty good amount to the to the retirement accounts, right, for ourselves. And so we're also probably, and I'll just keep using myself with this analogy. We're also probably starting to eliminate some debt. So, for example, like I said, I'm 50 now. Uh, We just paid off the boat. So okay. it's, yeah. it's gone. My wife paid off her car uh, last, I don't know, four, three or four months ago, something like that. Okay. Awesome. Uh, cars paid. Now we'll probably get another one at some point because again, we've still got 15, 17 years to go before retirement. But the right. idea is that the debt is beginning to come down. Maybe you've got a, uh, you know, maybe you've got a cabin up North. Maybe mm-hmm. you're starting to pay that second down. home or yep, even your current, or even just the main so, home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's always something to, to look at when you're, looking at what do you need in retirement even, you know, is what that debt load is because oftentimes that's going to decrease over time. Maybe at some point disappear if you're paying off the house or the, 
boat, the cars, things of that nature. And I mean, if that's your scenario, even today, if that's getting paid off, um, it's easy when things like that happen to just let that money disappear. Because if you don't specifically designate, well, you know, I was spending $600 a month on the car or whatever it was, and you just let that kind of go, it seems to find a way of just getting spent. Yeah. You know, but yeah, if that you're, comfortable, you're like, Hey, I've got it for the car. What uh, yeah, do I do with it? Yeah, that, that's right. You know, but yeah. if, if you're comfortable spending it, it's been built into your, your spending pattern already. Don't let that go specifically set that aside. If it's for a car, maybe just set that aside on a car fund um, so that you've got funds yeah. available next time you don't have to take on the debt. So yeah, you know, yeah, and, don't, and- don't let that debt payment go. If you're finally getting some of these items paid off. Oh yeah, exactly. That so, I mean, like, yeah, if you've got like a camper that's you know been costing you a you know five hundred dollars a month or you yep. know seven hundred dollars a month or whatever you know, and now you've got that paid off, there's seven hundred dollars going into a retirement account, right? You yep. know, and again, this is all. It might sound seven hundred bucks. What would he do? That's not going to get me very long in retirement. But it's again, compound, you start to add. Right? You start to add up all these. Start little to pieces add up all these little can, things. Yeah, it can be you know like you say real money at some point. So and you do it for a number of years. You're talking if you've got right. a good decade still. Yes. Even if you're fifty five, right, and yep. you're going to sixty seven, you got that's still twelve years. Yep. You know, so I mean, a lot. I mean, that's a lot of you know growth that can happen. You know, through yep. that time period. So these are some great tips and great ways to. Uh, catch up if you are indeed behind. And since I mentioned the house, let's go ahead and talk about, I know this market's a little tougher to have this conversation in this housing market, but right. typically we think if we do downsize and we sell the, the bigger house or whatever, mm-hmm. we might pocket a little bit of money and that could definitely fund into those accounts. Now you still might could even do that in this environment, Phil, depending Absolutely. on where you buy the second, you know, the new place, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you you still have, even with markets being high, it, it generally is high on kind of both ends of the house you're looking at, typically. I mean, it obviously is going to depend on if you're moving into a different part of the, the city or county or state you're in, right. or a different state period. But um, generally, yeah. Michigan def- to Florida, you might, you know. Yeah, you, you might be able to pick up, depending on where in Florida. Where in Florida. Pick up some yeah. equity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that generally speaking, you are going to end up with some equity. You know, if you're downsizing, you're going from that larger home that, you know, four bedroom, whatever the case is, you don't need it anymore. You want to downsize into a smaller space. Yeah, condo. Sure. So, I mean, there there could be some um, some equity you pick up. And again, you know, don't let that just disappear or think, oh, hey, there's my, you know, my boat or that RV or whatever it is. If it works into the budget and that's what you're planning, that's fine. But that could be some some ways to help you catch up. Oh, yeah. Um, Long term. And and in the frame of this conversation, that's the point, right? So if you truly do need to catch up, you've gone to see an advisor and you found out that you do have a shortfall when it comes to your retirement needs, right? So you're planning it out and you're saying we need X amount of dollars to live on annually in retirement. We always talk about the income being the key and so on and so forth. And we got to get there because we're a little short. These are some places to get there. And if downsizing is on your radar, maybe from a physical standpoint, maybe you don't want to downsize because of the money, um, but it's an added bonus, right? Because you're going to have to downsize because you can't go up and down the stairs anymore. Okay, great. So let's downsize in a way that we can also maybe make that extra 50 or 70 grand that we then put into an account that helps us you know, right. catch up that shortfall. So these are just ways, folks, to you know, pad that bank account or pad that retirement account should you need it. When I, and on the house, there's really two sides to that equation. I mean, we talked yeah. about the one side of the equity picking that up. 
Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, really, it's more maybe on the other side too the the budget, if you want to think of it that way, or the the expense of maintaining that house. True. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you might pick up some equity, or even if you don't, even if it's kind of a wash type scenario, oftentimes you can end up lessening the the monthly burden, the cost of maintaining a house. You know, so just the True, fact yeah. of downsizing, you know, you're not you're no longer maintaining such a big house, heat bills, electric everything that goes with it, you know, maybe taxes you had a, a bigger taxes. yard, taxes, you know, there's a lot of components to that. It's not just the equity alone. This market, though, it does get a little tricky, especially in Michigan, um, because yeah. of how property taxes work, because once you sell and, and now you're purchasing in the current market, your tax uh, value, taxable value is going to get uncapped and kind of reset on the new home. So even though you downsize in Michigan, it, it can be tricky. You might actually have the same or a higher property tax bill. Oh, okay. Good to know. So very, yeah. It's just something you need to pay attention to. Make sure you're working with a, a good advisor, real estate agent, and walk through that before you jump into it thinking, oh, okay, well, you know, they told me their taxes were only $3,000 a year and, and right. you didn't realize they bought it 30 years ago and it's had a kind of a slow increase each year and all of a sudden it gets yeah, uncapped yeah, yeah. and now you're seven. You know, so. Well, and, and so- and again, hopefully you're doing this anyway, because you've went to an advisor and found out that you are indeed behind, which is the whole right. point of the podcast this week. Correct. And therefore they can walk you and help you through, you know, some of the best scenarios to mm-hmm. kind of fix that shortfall. So let's go ahead and finish up with number five, then the fifth point, Phil. And that is, you know, we've talked often about a twilight career because you want one or whatever the case is. Well, maybe if you are short, maybe a twilight career is on the docket because you need to make a little extra money. But that can still be a good thing because I think most likely you're going to want to anyway because we're just going to get bored. You know, we just can't sit around doing nothing all the time. So I think that's another good place to look at it and say, hey, well, if I'm going to work anyway because I'm bored or I want to stay moving or active, then I can also make a little cheddar that I can, you know, pop into the accounts too. Yep, help help make the overall plan work. And that's when we're working with clients and mapping that out, there's several levers, if you want to think of it that way, that can be moved. One of them, we've talked a lot about building that that resource you have, right? The retirement right. accounts, things of that nature. The other side is, you know, maybe decreasing expenses. Well, that happens more maybe on the downsides. Maybe there's things you can do there. The other way is increasing some income. And it, it, we're not talking even the rest of your life. It might right. just be yeah. for the next three, four years. Right. And I've had several clients that, you know, things don't quite work in the beginning, but as you start to work each one of these different levers, and this one often comes into play, especially if they're in a, a position today that they're just, they're tired, right? They don't want to <laughs> continue at that same job again. They want a right. way to retire, right. but they, they financially can't. Well, maybe retire from that career, that job you currently have. And by making some of these adjustments, maybe taking a part-time job and I mean, I've had several clients that they love to golf. Great. Go get a job at the golf course. You know, you get free golf on top of it. So yeah. you can kind of help on both sides or whatever it is, find something you, you enjoy to do and work part-time, get some additional income that'll help supplement. And again, doesn't have to be for a long period of time, but work yeah. with your advisor, figure that plan out. So, yeah, I mean, so these are five great ways to catch up if you are indeed a late bloomer, a retirement late bloomer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe other other than the house one, they're not too complicated, really. Most of these are pretty easy. I mean, so again, you've got the catch up contributions. Where am I going to get that extra money from? Well, hopefully the kids are coming off the payroll. So there's some money right there. They're not eating you out of house and home. Uh, So there's a place to do it. You probably got some disappearing debt. debt. 
yeah, yeah. at this point, and maybe you're going to do a twilight career. So, and then of course you could talk about the house as well. But those are five ways to be uh, to fix being a retirement late bloomer. So hopefully that helps you. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. As always, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple or Google or Spotify, YouTube, all that kind of fun stuff. You can see all the information on the screen or in the links. You can find it all at philstaxhacks.com. You can also get a hold of Phil through the website as well, philstaxhacks.com. That is our podcast website, but it does redirect you to his main website as well, Facebook and all that good stuff. So Phil, thanks for hanging out and sharing some good information this week. And we'll see you next time here on Phil tax hacks and other retirement facts investment advisory services offered through afs wealth management the content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy investments and or investment strategies involve risk including the possible loss of principal there is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives